Hello, my name is Alexandra Koba and welcome to the A-Cubed podcast, a podcast diving deep into challenging issues of social oppression in hopes of identifying the roots of the issue and proposing solutions that will move towards positive change within society. In today's episode of Machismo, I'm joined by two of my classmates from ENC 1102 at Florida International University, Adriana Dominguez and Andy Santana Rodriguez, who both extensively studied and researched information about the oppressive social issue of machismo and its impacts on households and society. The three of us as a team have worked together to conduct a survey as primary research in order to collect informative data that will further our exploration and examination of this topic. Hello everyone, thank you for having me. Hello. The definition of machismo helps us enrich our knowledge on a broader level which ultimately allows us to come about alternative solutions. Therefore, let's start with the definition of machismo. Defined in our own terms as a team, machismo is a systemic social issue where the masculine sexuality is perceived to be dominant and even superior to female sexuality by a male persona. Machismo is unfortunately very prevalent with Hispanic and Latino communities and households in society in general. The reason why it's considered to be a systemic social issue is because the issue of machismo originated from various historical events that are all rather similar. Historical events in which women's mobility is restricted due to the male's asserted dominance and power. This power structure can be seen in governmental positions in the past when the most evident form of patriarchal society is evident. Yeah, so according to Miguel A. de la Torre, who conducted a Cuban case study about machismo, authoritative figures such as Fidel Castro assimilated the idea of fused manhood with nationhood when in search for independence from the oppressors of great nations who took it away during colonization. While trying to confront the oppressors of the great nations of the oppressed, Cuban males in this case would ultimately imitate the machista actions of the oppressors and conquer imperial power. This social construction of machismo, norms and values ultimately shape the occurrences of oppression in the Hispanic community today. Definitely. One can see the preconceived sets of norms and values passed on from generation to generation, bringing about toxic behaviors and actions to keep the assertion of power. The assertion of power males have in a household creates a gender imbalance of gender roles in the households constructing a power structure. Once the atmosphere of a power structure in the household is fabricated, it becomes a learned attitude and behavioral practice for all male relatives in the household, which is part of the reason why so many of these problems are long-lasting. Exactly. So as a result of institutionalized social practices, both legal, as we can see in history, and culture, as we can see in families, these traits of machismo drastically subordinate women by restricting a woman's mobility, as Ariana had mentioned earlier, due to the belief that women are inferior and more subject to error, as stated by Luis Antonio Prado. As academics, we have conducted our own research by conducting a survey consisting of 52 participants by analyzing the occurrences and impacts in families and households. We interestingly found 60% of respondents have a little, a moderate, a lot, and a great deal of gender imbalance of gender roles present in the household they are currently living in. The occurrences of machismo as a form of systemic oppression in this small population of Miami goes to show how it is a cognizant social issue. To add on to our findings, we had asked for our participants to write a response to our question that asks, who do you believe is a bystander to machismo in a household? According to the written responses found in the survey, an oppressive parental structure such as that of machismo places relatives, children, and others as bystanders in the household negatively affecting and converting the household into a toxic one. That actually leads me to question, Andy, you come from a Cuban Hispanic family. Given our research on how machismo came about, have the morals, norms, and values of machismo been implemented in your household? I would say that they have been. It's not extremely toxic, but you could, you could sort of see 
those those values coming out especially when you're told to to be like a strong male figure be the ideal man like man up don't don't be like crying provide like for your family it's like it could be it could be detrimental to one's mental health sometimes so how do you believe a man becomes a man of value okay everyone has their own opinion of like what the value of a man should be so this would just be my own personal opinion a man of value is someone that like really knows themselves that they're trying to better themselves like every day they don't have to like conform to to like society they're really just their own person like i was saying that they every day they try to just better themselves and they have their own aspirations and dreams and goals and career going for them and and whatnot i mean i guess that's like healthy masculinity yeah do you guys have um any personal experiences with machismo maybe you've seen something well yeah actually um i would like to take part in this conversation as i have witnessed machismo in my household i would even consider myself to be quote-unquote oppressed because i'm often told to do or to follow my um, father's orders just because he is the male figure of the house and just because we're so like my mother my sister and i are supposed to respect him on a certain level okay wait i have a question so in that sense do you mean like he gets home from work and he doesn't do much but you have to take care of the house clean it do your school work focus on that and help your mom out with your siblings and whatnot and then he gets home from work and just sits and does nothing i don't want to <laughs> say like that it sounds bad but my no, question yeah, is definitely. just like, like do you have to do um, all to, the work? to add on to like my situation i feel like every single time i come home I, of course my dad works outside in, in a public space um but when he comes home he's tired and i understand that he he he's tired he, he sits down on the couch it's okay to take your own um time of relaxation but when my my mom comes home she works the double shift so for example she goes to work comes back and still has chores to do in the house that doesn't seem to apply to my father um yes it's just like literally my mother and i are just like working um extra you could say yeah that's kind of like how he grew up you know that that's because of the the culture of machismo they grow up and they see it a certain way so they implement that into their own household with their wives their children so it's just like a never-ending kind of cycle and if they don't learn at an early age like if, if someone doesn't recognize those things it's just gonna keep carrying on like it did for you you get me yeah definitely so in a sense he like he pulls his weight obviously with the job that he has he's providing for the family but when he gets home it's just not the same yeah I and guess. in my angle of vision with include we've t- i've talked about this with my mom too um it's just i don't know it doesn't seem fair yeah, yeah i mean that makes sense yeah do you have anything already Thankfully, I've never been oppressed in this, like, a machismo type of way. But I do have friends and family who have been. And, like, from their stories, I can't really have a say on their lives or, what, like, what they're going through. Because I haven't yeah, been Yeah, you're not it. in their shoes. Yeah, I'm not in their shoes. But I can give my personal opinion on it. And, like, I don't know, I guess try and help out. For example, Alex just said that she thinks it's unfair how her dad gets home and doesn't really do much but when her mom gets home she has to do a lot and alex has to do a lot enough throughout the day if it were me i'd probably feel the same way she does like it's not fair and i don't know i think it's easier said than done but talking to the man 
could be a solution but it also could make the situation worse so i don't really know what i can say on the situation but i have heard yeah i have tried to talk to my dad but it's just such an engraved like idea that it's it can't be altered which is something that we would also like to talk about to you guys to the audience we would like to see how we can try to solve this problem because it not only damages like our our mental being it also damages like the way our relationship is like with my father with my father i'm very i'm much more tense than what i am with my mom yeah so yeah that kind of just bring, leads us into like trying to find a solution like what do we think is like the solution to this issue because obviously with older generations their their minds like they're pretty much set you could talk to them and try try your best but honestly i i think it starts with like leading the the younger generation and trying to like educate them so that they could educate for the generations and they don't have to like contain continue this stigma of like machismo and being the certain the perfect man and whatnot and um just like that whole toxic mas- masculinity and whatnot right definitely like adding on to what andy said um i think that the best way to come about this social issue because it's a very big one would be to first of all educate and raise awareness but a more complex solution one could also look into is slowly changing a male's perspective to equally integrate the female gender into a male's life in order to find that gender equity in um in a household and in in, within society as well but then some people might say that these are hispanic traditions that are traditions and they don't want to change the culture of where they're from right i understand that as well when it comes to culture, I believe you should respect it, but every single culture also has its different sets of values. And I believe within those different sets of like values and morals, there should come, I'm not sure how to like phrase this, like there should be, there should be rights and wrongs that are universally accepted and yeah. not accepted. I mean, I think everyone and everything has something that can be improved on, whether that be a person, a culture, or a behavior, I guess you can say. And in this case, from my personal opinion, I don't know about you guys, I think you guys agree, machismo is something that needs to be improved on. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just because it's part of a culture doesn't mean that it's ethical. You could look back, like, America back in, back in the day with slavery and whatnot. Like, that was part of our culture, like, to own slaves, to have plantations and whatnot. And obviously, that's not ethical. We changed that, and we realized, like, that's not how it should be. Racism and whatnot is still, like, a very big issue and it's not ethical at all to like you know be racist and back then it was like very accepted like right it was the norm yeah it was it was the norm for many and just because machismo may seem like the norm for a culture right now like it's it's just doing more harm than good and and sometimes like a lot a lot of like people could realize that and they could realize that they have to change that i mean i also understand that like some people don't realize it because they've been that's what they've been learning all yeah. this time. I wouldn't they've say brainwashed, up but they've it. been, um, or manipulated in a sense, but that's the only thing they know. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's been like, implemented in their life. Yeah. yeah, it's like Hitler with the Nazis and whatnot. It, it, it doesn't exactly. really change until, like, someone comes in and, and starts to make a change. And that's honestly, like, what organizations, like, there was a Brazilian one, Promundo, and then there's another one, um, the Mankind Project. I know a little bit more about the Mankind Project. They focus on, like, social groups and whatnot with men and trying to teach them that they have worth and, like, integrity and just different values and how to be, you know, more accepting of themselves and how to treat women and, and, and children and overall, like, doing those groups across, like, many countries and over all this time and, like, years. 
it really empowers them to be the best versions of themselves and just help many situations like get better so yeah, yeah like donating to those would, would really help a situation like this the machismo like just to try and better it along with you know getting the word out there and educating others you could um, find these two nonprofit organizations at www.promundoglobal.org. The first nonprofit organization that Andy was talking about, and then the second one is www.mankindproject.org. These are two great organizations to donate to in order to empower men to be the best versions of themselves and find gender equity within society to minimize the social issue of machismo. Nice conversation, guys. <laughs> I'm glad we came to a solution, or to various solutions, actually. Yeah. That will conclude the podcast that we had going for today, our episode, our first episode as A-Cubed. Um, <laughs> thank you very much for tuning in, guys, and thank you, Andy and Adiana, for um, joining me in this episode. Thank yeah, you. no problem. Thank you.